wonderful friend, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. It's our pleasure to have you with us. Please stay for this hour as we have a very full program today. I almost thinking that I should introduce today even the people in the studio as a panel because I have so many today here, uh, but I'll come to that in a moment. But for you, my dear friend, to be part of this program, you just need to send us a text message. And you can share with us today. You can ask a question. You may share a thought with us in regard to what we are going to talk. The number where you can send that uh, message is 04888-80811. Well, I will start here with Tracy Papandreou because she's our regular co-host. Tracy, it's good to have you with us. Hi, Nick, and hi to all the listeners. And I agree, it's nice to have lots of people here joining us uh, today. So I hope the listeners will appreciate it as much as we do. I would like to also welcome David De Lima from Family Voice Australia. I will come to David a little bit later when we come to the World Watch segment, because David always have something in his sleeves, you know, something which I never even thought of, uh, and I'm looking forward to, uh, for that, David. Well, thank you, Nick. Uh, the reason is, of course, is you're wearing a T-shirt, so you've got no sleeves to pull anything out of. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me on this one. I'm thinking uh, during the program to see how I can respond to that. But it's good to have with us today here Emily and Naomi. Now, Emily is for the first time with us, coming from Western Australia, uh, to live here in South Australia for a while. You are doing Bible work. And we have Naomi also. Naomi, you've been here before. Yes, I have. I was um, here last November and um, on drive time, and it was great. So it's great to be back. Thank you. Well, uh, both of you ladies, you are Bible workers. Um, That's right. Or you could say almost like chaplains. So we work with the community we do Bible studies, we help with um, things that the church needs, maybe visiting people that uh, want to know more about God or um, anything where we can help. That's wonderful. And Being uh, here today. <laughs> and yeah, Emily, it's good to have you joining the team here in uh, South Australia. Looking forward to do some more programs. Now, I have you line up here today for a very, the first time our segment on drive time, a health segment. I don't know, I was thinking how to name it. You know, uh, health nuggets, uh, whatever out there. But you came with a very good uh, idea, I think. I think, why not? I feel fantastic Friday. (laughs) That's That's a good one, actually. Well, why why not to vote here? Maybe to get a good uh, name for this program. But because today uh, you are going to talk a bit about food, and food is very important for your health. Uh, and I know also, I heard about that, that Emily is a great cook. She is. She's say. excellent. She's very good. <laughs> I mean, just a bit of background. Emily comes uh, from Western Australia where they run a um, health retreat there with her oh. family. Is that right, Emily? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I would love to hear a little bit more about uh, even that retreat, maybe to some other programs as we go. But uh, uh, just before I uh, go into our um, topic and introduce our team uh, to Maybe because I've got you for the 
the first time here, Emily. If you could give us a little bit of uh, background about yourself, are you able? That's a good question. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I grew up in um, the town of Manjimup, which is in the southwest of WA, and I've been a country girl my whole life, so I really loved it there. And I was also homeschooled, so that was another blessing. And, um, yeah, I haven't really been away from home that much, so it's really good to be here and meet new friends in Adelaide. Yeah. Very good. Well, we'll ask you more questions as we go. Uh, but again, it's good to have you with us here. And my dear friend listening today, if you like to ask a question, maybe say hello to these uh, lovely ladies here and, you know, uh, Tracy, and Emily and uh, Naomi. But also if you... If, if you want to say hello to us too, you can, to myself uh, and David, we'll appreciate that too. Let us know where you're listening from. That will be very good to, to know also. Here in Adelaide is very nice, beautiful weather, and uh, I hope that you're doing great. And again, I'm saying stay with us for this uh, whole hour, because we have a health segment, a world watch, and a very good uh, uh, discussion on the, uh, the whole theme we had for the week was... If God is a loving and powerful God, why doesn't he fix our world, this broken world with all sorts of problems we have every day? Why? That's a good question, I believe. And we already started with some questions and answering some of this question. Um, how did a perfect creation get so Ugly, because uh, in the Bible, in Genesis, it says that uh, when God created, you know, in the first day, the second, the third, and so on and so forth, he looked back and said, wow, that's uh, good. And when he created human beings, he said, oh, that's very good, really good. Why we uh, go to this stage? And that was a good question. If you missed that program, my dear friend, you can go back to faithfm.com.au or if you have our app, FaithFM Australia, why not to uh, go back and listen to that program? Then we ask another question. Does Satan really exist? The other day I had a discussion with a friend and um, he suggested and said that each one of us, we can be Satan. But it's important to see what the Bible says about that. And again, you can check that out if you like, if you missed that program. Then uh, we follow up with the other question. Did God create Satan? I thought that was a really good question, you know, because many people would like to hold God responsible, you know, that, okay, you are a powerful God. Why uh, the evil exists or why you allowed evil to take its course. Yesterday, we have a very good question too. What did Christ say about evil? And our Lord Jesus Christ, if you read about uh, his encounter firsthand, you know, and uh, you may know from the Bible, um, when Jesus was uh, taken in the wilderness and he was tempted there, uh, after a, a period of time of fasting and, you know, he was probably even weak and uh, hungry and uh, Satan came full steam to him to tempt him. But today we have a question which I would like to, to find some answers here today and Tracy may help us uh, there. Can't God deal with evil right now? Do we have to wait more or what, what's the, you know, What's the outcome? Uh, and we like to say today, each one of us that um, would like to see the evil, you know, sorted out. 
unfortunately, we may need to put up a little bit uh, more with evil. But having God, having Jesus on our side, we are victorious. And Amen. I think that's the great news, which I'm looking forward to see what we, we can um, look into that a bit later. Probably it's, uh, it's time to uh, maybe go to the World Watch first. And I'll come uh, to, the, um, to the health uh, minute a little bit uh, later. David, I know that something is going on right here in, uh, in, in South Australia yeah. and in our parliament here. Yeah. Uh, it's a very disturbing uh, situation because uh, sometimes people even avoid to talk about these things, particularly on media, I mean on radio and things like that, thinking that uh, you can maybe upset one side or the other. But what's happening right right now here in uh, in South Australia, David? A very disappointing development this week, Nick, in the South Australian Parliament. And this is happening in other parliaments as well. And that is a, a simple refusal on the part of MPs to seriously consider this problem of gender confusion, which is bringing such harm, mm. such terrible harm to people. South Australian listeners may have noticed on the front page of today's edition of The Avatars, we've got a, a young woman, a biologically woman, who at the age of 19 went to the psychiatrist for one session only, and after one session took the terrible decision to have her breasts removed, her uterus removed, and uh, she is now suing the psychiatrist. She is one of many, many young people out there who are deeply sorry for what they've done. In in a moment of confusion, or a, a period of confusion, let's put it that way, they've taken this drastic decision to have gender intervention surgery or uh, to, to receive hormonal treatment, so-called treatment, mm-hmm. I call it intervention, and uh, many are suffering now. Now, we need a full public inquiry on this, and our parliaments need to do that. Full marks to Frank Pangello, who's a member of the South Australian Upper House. He has been working and working for months and months to try to bring this. Finally, when the matter came uh, for time to make the decision in the Parliament, the Labor Party decided that it would oppose the bill, and with others there in the Upper House of the Parliament, such as the Greens and probably some Liberals as well, uh, who knows, but uh, it's now dead in the water. So this is the fourth attempt around the nation in one of our parliaments for someone simply to hold an inquiry. And, you know, God be with them. They're they're trying their level best. What is happening to our parliaments when we can't even hold an inquiry into a matter? Mm. It's a a front-page story. It's a graphic story and it's a tragic story. This this poor young woman, who is is uh, thought she was a man, and now she's she's wrecked her wrecked her body, and is suing the psychiatrist. So I'm I'm angry and upset, as you can see, <laughs> not for the first time, Nick. But uh, we really need to sort out what's going on in our parliaments. Why do we keep electing people who keep letting us down? Is what I want to know. That's a fair question, and uh, uh, even though we may like to think that uh, we have that um, ability or uh, free country, you know, to express yourself, but not always you can make the changes which you you like. And I think this is very difficult because I will expect also our leaders not um, how to say to represent 
the whole um, range of uh, people in the exactly. community, not just uh, go one yeah. direction or the other. And I think that's yeah, quite disturbing. Uh, and thank you for sharing with us on that, uh, David. Any, any thoughts? Just, yes. Can I just raise too? I would just remind our listeners that we need to be praying for our governments. Mm. We need to be praying that the Holy Spirit will inspire them mm. and that the right things will take place. You know, it, it's not surprising to me. We know that Christians are in the minority now mm. in Australia. And so this is the kind of result that we end up with. Mm. So it, it is really important, listeners, that you make praying for all of our governments at all levels here in Australia a regular prayer point. Mm. And if you have um, a thought, uh, my dear friend, listening today or a message you like us to share, uh, why not to send uh, a message to us right now? Uh, the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Send us a message and uh, yeah, share with us what David was uh, saying or uh, what um, Tracy was commenting here. And we need to pray. Mm-hmm. We need to um, uh, be uh, intentional and um involved in this because this affects somebody even if not myself directly but somebody in my family or in my circle um, why not to raise that uh, that concern just a short plug right now and I will come to the uh, health uh, minute and by the way I didn't even mention that uh, this uh, wonderful ladies here they came with a name here food for thought why not to um, to think deeply about what they are going to share in a moment? But here, just a little um, uh, advertising. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we are very thankful to Adventist World Radio for their support. And... Um, Yes, we uh, we pray that they uh, will continue to broadcast all around the world as they do, uh, reaching out to people in the communities where there is no other possibility, only by the waves. And uh, that's what we do here right now. All right, turning to um, uh, Emily and to Naomi here uh, today, you have something to share with us uh, on this first segment with uh, this Health Minute, uh, Food for Thought. Mm, yes, well... We've really been um, so blessed to have um, grown up with lots of um, – uh, I lived on an orchard and Emily, as she told you, lived uh, down in Manjimup, and actually on a health retreat, she, which is called Shalem. And uh, we've had a lot to do with um, health programs in the last few years. So I just wanted to ask um, a couple of questions of Emily. Um, so when we eat things, Emily, is there anything that we can eat that perhaps will change our mood? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And food that has tryptophan, that Ooh. is the food that we want to be that's looking for. That's a big for. word. Say it again. That's tryptophan. Okay, tryptophan. Now, what does uh, what's tryptophan? Well, tryptophan, uh, it's actually an amino acid, and it plays a role in the production of serotonin and melatonin. Ooh, so serotonin, that makes us happy. Is that the happy hormone? Yeah, that's right. And melatonin? Helps us sleep, yes, is that right? Yes, we, we all need more of that, right, everybody? <laughs> For sure. Um, so are there particular foods we can find tryptophan? Yeah, definitely. So chia seeds, that's a really good source of tryptophan. Um, we also have linseeds, or also called flax seeds, and there's some tropical fruit like pineapple and banana and also kiwi fruit. Um, 
We can also find it in plums and even mm, tomatoes. Yum. Well, they're all things that I love. Um, and do they all have high amounts of tryptophan? That's right, yes. What would be the highest one? What would be the top of the chart? Probably chia. We would want mm-hmm. to go for the chia seeds. And flaxseed? Would that have it top, tops as well? Yeah, definitely. What, how would we make the, the flaxseed? What would we just eat them or what would we do with them? Yeah, well, you can grind them up mm-hmm. and you can put them in your breakfast. Oh, and yeah, right. it's, it's a really good... It tastes awesome too, so that's wonderful. Bonus. And um, in terms of chia seeds, we've actually got um, a recipe for everybody, which we can also, if you text in, I think we can also send it to them. Is that right? Yes, we, we can. can. Do that. We have the technology. <laughs> so I'm just going to give you the recipe now. So what it is is you have one cup of chia seeds. It's pretty. It's pretty easy. My friend Del Shannon, who's in Western Australia. Hi, Del, if you're listening. Um, it's one, 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 and two. So one cup of chia seeds. One litre of soy milk, or if you don't like soy milk or plant-based, yes, you can have cow's milk. One can of coconut cream or milk, depending how creamy you want, and that's usually about 400 grams, that yeah, can. just from the store, yep. And then two tablespoons of honey as a sweetener. Um, I don't tend to have sugar. I like to have honey, but if you don't like honey, you could also grind up dates. Is that right, Emily? Yeah, dates is an awesome alternative. I heard about dates are one of the best, uh, you know, sweeten- yeah. sweeteners. It's you a know, natural to, sweetener if you're not having yeah. honey or sugar. So one cup of chia seeds, one cup of soy milk, one can of coconut milk or cream and two tablespoons of honey. And what you do is you just soak the chia seeds um, overnight um, in the milk or you could do it a couple of hours if you have to eat it the very day that you're, you're making it. And then you add those, um, the, the other things, the milk and the coconut cream and the honey But then the really great thing, what can we put on top that we wouldn't mix in but we'd add later? What sort of things could we put on top? Well, um, the things that I like to put is lots of different kinds of fruit. (laughs) So uh, berries is a really excellent um, option. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like raspberries. Mm. You can use strawberries and pretty much just any any favourite fruit that you might have. Like mango is a good one. <gasps> Yum. Too. And could they blend that up and make like a, a berry sauce and put it in and make it like pink? Or would you normally keep it separate? And oh, yeah, you can definitely blend it up. Just mm-hmm. don't blend your chia seeds. Oh, right. What happens if we do that? It wouldn't taste very good. <laughs> good. Maybe it will be too mushy. Too mushy, yeah. So thank you, Emily. That's great. So if we want to have optimism and, and, and a, a happy mood, we want to have the serotonin. So the tryptophan makes that in our body, makes the serotonin, which then makes the melatonin, um, which helps us sleep. So I think I'm going to be running out and buying more chia seeds for sure and making pudding. Yes, we should have some for dinner maybe. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea because, you know, it's Chinese New Year's Eve, so might do something special like that. All right. Well, yeah. that's wonderful. And my yeah. dear friend, you heard about a recipe there. If you like that recipe, why not to send us a text message to 4 And you can just write that word recipe and we'll follow up with that and uh, we'll share with you. And my friend Elle has just texted me. She must be listening in Perth. She said two cups of frozen fruit as well you can put in and then just check, um, I guess, by trial and error if that's um, if you want it to be less liquidy or more as right. well. 
Um, oh, recipes are always to be uh, to be how to say um, modified. Uh, modified. Modified. Yeah, yes, I yes. was going to think broken, but no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> modified. It's just adapted. Adapted. adapted yeah. Exactly. And and in this segment too, we'd also like to um, talk about any kind of programs that might be coming up in our local community. And we know one that's coming up very soon. It's called the Chip Program, um, and that stands for Complete Health Improvement Program. It's a lifestyle medicine program, and um, you can contact Henry. Um, which is zero four two five seven seven one nine two zero, and um, so that's zero four two five seven seven one nine two zero, or go to chiphealth.com, which is c h i p h e a l t h dot com. And what they'll be doing is they'll be running that program in the Brighton area. And um, that's going South to South Australia, yes. South Australia. Sorry, people in Perth, <laughs> my friends in Perth. So that's going to be there. And it's going to be um, uh, uh, a, a session that is going to focus on your whole health, um, the whole person's health. And that's going to be a great um, environment of, of dynamic group discussion and peer support. And it's all going to be um, with optimising your nutrition exercise and behavioural principles and tools that you'll learn. So, yeah, jump on board that. It'll be amazing. And um, that's going to be coming up, I understand, in March. Wonderful. Well, we'll come uh, with some more information. And uh, you guys coming with us here sharing on this uh, segment, uh, Food for Thought and for Tammy too. Um, <laughs> because the food, I believe, will be good. Um, any idea for next time? Do you have already in mind the topic which you may well, like to share next we time? We do have quite a lot of topics. We would really like to talk about um, how important it is to drink water. Okay. Well, but if you have a question, we can also, if you'd like to text something in, we can also um, answer a question. That's Thanks wonderful. Everyone. Yeah, my friend, if you want to uh, hear on a particular uh, subject on health, why not to ask us and we may be able to engage these ladies to, to talk about that. And we'll bring you some pudding, Nick, next time, some cheer pudding. Oh, looking <laughs> forward for that too. <laughs> All right, well, I think it's time to take a short break uh, right now and uh, we'll come back and then we'll uh, ask Tracy to lead us in a bit of a Bible study on uh, that question we have, uh, why is God not fixing things right now? Now we have... Um, uh, song and that's my redeemer it's faithful stay with us don't go anywhere this program is made possible by the support of adventist world radio As I look back on this road I've traveled I see so many times He carried me through If there's one thing that I've learned in my life My Redeemer is faithful and true Redeemer is faithful and true Everything He has said
rejoices when I read the promise. There is a place that I'm preparing for you. I know someday I'll see my Lord face to face, 'cause my Redeemer is faithful and true. is Nick Rita on Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. We have in the studio with us here Tracy Papandreou, David Lima, Emily, uh, Naomi, and myself. Uh, full house. Uh, full house. <laughs> and uh, my dear friend, I just need you to send us a text message with your thoughts. But right now I'm just want, I want to pass it to uh, Tracy as we are dealing with this question. Can't God deal with evil now? Do we need to wait more or what would you like to say to answer this question? Because, you know, previous questions were very distant uh, mm. questions like, uh, does Satan really exist? Uh, did God create Satan? Uh, uh, and what did Christ say about the evil one? And uh, yeah, uh, how did the perfect creation go? So, so ag- wrong. So wrong, so ugly. Mm. But what would you like to say? I mean, what? Is God not interested in what's happening in this world or uh, is he delaying his uh, intervention? I'm really glad that we've got the opportunity to um, talk about this question today because I don't know about you, but this is a topic that I believe is so important for people to get their head around because I believe this is the argument that many people use to say, I don't want a bar mm. of God. Because how often have you had heard these kinds of things? If God is so loving, then why does he let children die from starvation in Africa? Mm-hmm. 
And if God is so loving, then why doesn't he do something about all those children who are trafficked around the world for sex? There are, these are innocent children. They've done nothing wrong. Why does he allow such things if he's so loving? And, you know, it's, it's really not something that you can answer in a quick sentence or two. Mm. I believe that we have a battle between good and evil that is going on and needs to play itself out if you like. Now, you might say, but, but why? Why doesn't God just stop this at this point in time? You know, I think today is good in that it gives us a chance to defend God's honour mm. because God's honour is at stake when you have people talking about, well, you know, if God's so good and God's so powerful, then why doesn't he do all these things? You know, 1 John 4, 8 says, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So how do we balance up God is love and yet God doesn't stop all mm. of this evil? Um, but, you know, I know personally I've experienced God's love and his goodness and so no one is going to be able to convince me that God is not good. But it is a complex... to argue with you, you know, to just uh, say, come on, that's uh, just a fiction Oh, yeah. It's your story, your experience. Yeah, exactly, mm. exactly. And my story is long, and I know we don't have time for that today, but just to say that although I always believed in God, it was not until um, a younger brother tried to commit suicide that my life was turned upside down. I was brought to a point of wanting to understand what this world is all about, and I truly met God and truly found out about how wonderful and how loving God God is. But I know that this world has evil in it, mm. and it's it's difficult. But um, one of the things that we need to be aware of is um, the origins, the true origins of evil. And we know that that happened at the point in time that, um, Satan, who was not created evil, who was created as Lucifer, in fact, um, then that he decided in Revelation, we read that he decided that he actually wanted to take a place higher than God. And because of his pride and his beauty, he decided that she, he should have um, an, an equal, if not higher, place in mm. heaven than God. And uh, he actually, through Revelation, we read that he actually managed to convince a third of the angels that God didn't have their best at heart. Right. And a battle took place in heaven, and that's when he and his angels were cast out. But how does this happen? You know, there is the question, you know, Dick. God create Satan? Very good question. And we asked that a bit earlier because you mentioned the word Lucifer. Mm. And I know uh, myself that in some parts of the world, people will associate very easy evil with like Satan, Lucifer, the devil, will say all those names. But actually when you said that he was created and he was named like Lucifer, what that means, because even from my language, Lucifer means something very important. How you will describe that in just a few words? It's light bearer, isn't it? Light bearer. Yeah. Uh, something glorious, something, yes. you know, uh, very beautiful. And uh, 
it's the Bible says actually if we looked in look into the Bible how beautiful you were created, you know. But something uh, came into his uh, mind and heart, and he was uh, looking at himself. And he became a bit narcissist or mond. <laughs> mm. And yeah, from there, then, um, as you just said, uh, the question, why God created? But it was not a God created. God it, did not it was create because of the choice way. of yes. Lucifer, yes. which turned into an evil uh, character. And this is the thing, you know, like God loved us so much that he risked all. To allow us to have that free will and that free mm. choice because we know you can't force anyone to love you. Yes. That's not love when it's forced. Yes. You know, somebody with a gun at your head, uh, you will love me. Well, you might actually, you know, do the things that you need to do to not end up with yeah. that bullet in your head, but yeah. in your heart, that won't be love. Yes. And so God ran that risk. He, he loved us enough that he wanted our love to be free love coming from him. And, and so he, he ran that risk and that risk resulted in Lucifer. And mm-hmm. yeah, I guess some people could say, you know, but wouldn't it just have been easier if he made it so it wasn't possible that that evil could, could come up? But then we'd be robots, wouldn't we? Mm, mm. It, our love would mean nothing. Even though the life, it's, uh, it's terrible, you know, with, uh, with sin in it and with the effects of sin. But my dear friend, i like to um, draw your attention to the book which we have um, prepared for today, which is called Finding Calm in a Chaos of life. We'll come to uh, that book uh, just uh, a little bit later and we'll give you the code uh, for the book uh, if you like to have it. But I just thought to mention that, that we have a wonderful book, Finding Calm in the Chaos of Life. Keep going, Tracy. Mm. You know, like um, if God had just uh, zapped Lucifer at that point in time, and got rid of him, got rid of the angels rather than them being cast to earth, what do you think would have happened to the remaining angels who were in heaven, the two-thirds? Big, what might big, their big question view marks. of God have been? You know, oh, don't cross him because if you do, you're out, you're zapped, mm, mm. you know. Um, and, and this is God's amazing love that he created both us and the angels with free will because he wants us to freely love him. God's plan's a perfect plan to restore our world to the idyllic place it once was before sin entered. He wants to completely eradicate it from this world and to do all that is required to ensure it will never rise up again. Mm. It has to be a plan that is going to be complete and it will be eradicated completely. He also needs to deal with it in a way that would not cause him to lose people who may not come to him because they see him as a harsh tyrant or they fear him. And in fact, if you think about history, um, in the past, many times, uh, in many um, ages, God was very much seen as a, as a tyrant, you know, don't mm. cross this line, otherwise, hey, the, uh, the lightning bolt will come down and you'll be zapped and it'll be over and you're going to spend eternity burning in hell, all of that kind of stuff. There's been some really bad images I know. Um, put, but, put forward. But just a, just a thought on that one, because God is the creator. 
nobody can argue with God. If he wants to zap all of us out of the existence, he can and nobody could ask any question. He's the creator. He's, he can do whatever he likes with his He's creation. Sovereign. He's Absolutely got right. Complete. But I think you touch on the point that God allowed the, um, you know, development, if you like, of what the, or what Lucifer come up with to really uh, each one of us to see the real picture and to serve God not of fear but because we understand how much he loves us and I think this is the it's a free will will, it's free will uh, Naomi and I think that's very important for us to to take in our uh, mind and in our hearts that uh, particularly when we go through some difficult times Mm. and we may wish that God will take care right now but you know what through difficult times our character and our full understanding and knowledge of God it could be even greater well if I look at my situation I always believed in God but it was through the experience of my younger brother trying to commit suicide Mm. Mm. that I actually came to a real born again knowledge of God so that I have you know myself an example of how God can take a, a difficult situation whether it's in your own life or somebody close to you, and he can actually, uh, if you allow him, he can actually turn that into a positive mm. in your life. That's Absolutely. My, my younger brother, although he didn't pass away as part of that particular event, uh, he did pass away on an, as another occasion, but I have him to thank for my real love for God mm. because out of that difficult situation, I found God, you know. Um, so so God can take, you know, the, the and will take the difficult times. If we run to him and not away from him mm. in the difficult times, God will lead us through where he will take our hand and he will lead us through. So um, the Bible gives us a hint about his plan for the eradication of evil and uh, there's a parable that Jesus told his followers in Matthew 13 which gives us insight into his plan and the process which has to take place for the eventual eradication of sin. In that parable Jesus talks about how the kingdom of heaven is like a field where good seed had been sowed but the farmer suddenly finds that there are tares among the wheat. And tears isn't a use a word we use very much these days, but it just means weeds, and it actually means an injurious injurious weed resembling corn when young. And you've told me before, Nick, that you know what they look like because in your planting days in Romania in the country, you used to see them. Absolutely right, and they look so alike, you know, and uh, until they come to the maturity, you know, uh, it's very hard to tell the difference. difference. And you know what? Sometime it's good to leave it there because even supports the good with, you know, uh, when you have like winds and other things like that, it's good to, it's very interesting, interesting uh, thing. Analogy. That's why, analogy, mm. that's why God knew exactly and, uh, um, yeah, told uh, through the parable that uh, leave it there until the, the right time. And God will deal with that. By the way, this is a good point because we are tempted so many times to fix the problem right now, particularly when we are in the situation, you know, I want to sort it out right now. Why not to allow that 
for God to deal mm. with. Mm. He's the judge. He's the one who knows the best how to deal with the situation and what's the outcome, how that can help me, encourage me, and as exactly what you just said a bit earlier, Tracy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I'd just like to quote that actual um, uh, text um, where he talks about the farmer's servants ask him where the weeds have come from given he sowed good seed. And the farmer replies, an enemy has done this. And this is with the disciples. They then inquire if he wants them to pull out the tears to which the response is in Matthew thirteen twenty nine to 30 is no. And this is a bit like what you were saying, Nick, lest while you gather up the tears, you dig up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather together first the tears and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into the barn. And, I always I love the fact that the Bible is so transparent about the characters that that were there. You know, they don't kind of just let us see their good side and not faults and mm. all. You know, and the disciples, as was often the case, they're left scratching their head, going, "Did did you did you get what he was mm. talking about? Mm. I, I'm not I'm not really sure." And they came up to him afterwards and they said, "Can you please explain this to us because we really we really don't get it." And uh, Jesus is crystal clear in his response in Matthew thirteen thirty seven to forty three. He says, "The one who sowed the good seed, or if you like, the farmer, mm-hmm. is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil." The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. So mm. he explains exactly who all the players are and what the context is. So he's explaining that there's a long-term plan to deal with evil. He doesn't want to deal with evil right now because in the process, it may cause him to lose some who might otherwise have followed him. Mm. But one, maybe because of his harshness, would decide not to. Or two, it hasn't given a person a chance to uh, be touched by the Holy Spirit, be moved and changed. I think, Nick, of situations where you hear about people who've done terrible things and they end up in jail. And in their jail time... They find God. Yes, you know. Yes. I, mean, I was as I was driving here, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about you know the Bali Nine who ended up maybe um, being executed, mm. Mm. and uh, you know they were doing some terrible things. They were looking at in, in being involved in importing drugs, which my younger brother died of a drug overdose. Mm. Right, so I you know have a hard. I, I have to work really hard, you know, when I kind of think about people who are doing that yeah. kind of thing. And, and to allow God to take care of that, you know, because yes, you have exactly. a personal, uh, um, you know, uh, um, experience, attachment. attachment yeah. Ex- exactly. Mm. But, you know, how beautiful it was to hear that some of those um, people, they actually found God and as they were taken to be executed, they were singing songs, prayer songs to to God, mm. you know. So that's an example of a life completely changed, um, you know. So so if God had 
if God just came down and finished the evil now, there'd be many people who possibly are coming to God in the future that would not have that chance. Correct. So, and, and you know, we are uh, so tempted, and that's human nature, to take sides. Exactly. To say, okay, this is the right thing or that. I mean, just came in my mind as you spoke about Bali and other things. For example, and I'm not on one side or the other mm. at all. Mm. But just taking this example with uh, Israel and uh, the terrible war there in uh, with, in Gaza, uh, hundreds of thousands of people suffering immensely because of that horrible thing, you know, which they did. In, that That's not to be excused at all. But what happens is that to be excused. And I wonder if Israel as they were called, you know, at some point, you know, God's people, you know, if they would have wait on God more mm. than uh, taking in their own hands and do what they do. I don't know. I'm just uh, saying, and I don't really want to go politically question. here, but oh. it's very hard. That's what I believe we but should allow God. I've got another one, Nick. This is a real life situation. I'll change the names. Uh, I don't think the people will be listening, but I'll change the names anyway. Somebody in my um, sphere of, of contact, let's call him David, uh, he actually served time in jail uh, because he killed his uncle. And he killed his uncle because his uncle sexually abused him as a child mm-hmm. over years and years and mm-hmm. years. And one day he definitely, he just exploded. Now, if we had to be judges on all of those things, that those would be very, very difficult things to judge. It's mm-hmm. the same as children who are brought up in families where, you know, they are abused terribly and then they themselves have mental issues and they go on to do terrible things, you know. These are examples where without God, without the um, opening of our hearts to allow the Holy Spirit to transform us, and how beautiful would the world be if we had all had a transformation and we were ready to go home, yeah. you know. But unfortunately, our world is not like that because Satan does exist and his idea is completely different to that of God's. It's, it is a true conflict between good and evil. Yeah, and that's a very difficult, what you just said, uh, Tracy, I understand, and I, I'm not going to judge, but again, I'm encouraging that, give it to God. Yes. Give it to yes. God, whatever the pain is. David, um, you just shared a bit earlier about uh, that young lady, you know, uh, uh, and that life destroyed you know, because of uh, actions, how people think, and in, even a- any thoughts in regard to what Tracy just said uh, now, and uh, just reflecting back to what you shared with us a bit earlier? Yeah, uh, we live in a very fallen world and things go wrong, mm-hmm. but um, we must make sure that we don't blame God for this. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've got to blame ourselves because mm-hmm. we made these choices. And while it is true that God has the ability to step in and to intervene, he would at that point be robbing us of free choice and there would be no positive response because we could just do whatever we liked because God would always fix it up afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so the matter is very complicated. It's sad to know that there are many people out there who have walked away from the faith, which they've been raised in because of this problem of evil. And listeners do need to look very carefully at this whole matter and, and not allow it to be a stumbling block. 
because the gift of free will is one of God's highest gifts when we understand how, how gracious he is to give us that. the free, It's incredible, really, that he has given us the freedom to tell him to, well... <laughs> To get lust. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. get lust. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what people do. Absolutely. It's incredible, his, his love for humanity to give us freedom of choice because it's the only way that we could ever express to him genuine love. Mm-hmm. And that's what he wants. He doesn't, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't genuine, then we would be coerced and that's, that's not real love if no. we have to. Um, what's interesting is that um, in the Bible, in Ezekiel twenty-eight fifteen, it says talks about Luther, and it says you were perfect in the ways from the day that you were created, till iniquity was found in you, and you were blameless in your ways the day you were created, till unrighteousness was found in you. So it's important to know that, as my father, who was a missionary, would have explained, if you went to his garden and you went to the lemon tree and you're upset because it's not an orange on it, well, it's a lemon tree. So we have to understand this is not God's world. This is not heaven. In fact, my brother, who's a pastor, said the other week, well, he's surprised there's any goodness in this world because it's not. It's a fallen world. And as you so rightly said, Tracy, we have to let this, God is letting it play out. Just like a courtroom, you've got to go through the whole court case to get to the end so that the evidence is there that no one, after the end of this world, that no one will ever want to have sin in their heart again mm. because it's got to play out the whole way. If God had have just, you know, wiped out Lucifer immediately, all the other angels would have gone, oh, look, he is a tyrant, just as Lucifer yeah. said. So, and a question to yeah. remain somewhere there, that in the mind, even though people may decide, and angels, they decide yeah. to stand with God, you know, to, but in their mind, I believe that there are still a lots of questions yes. until the really the the uh, fulfillment or or to, for us all to see the effects of that terrible yes. choice free choice all sure. right guys look time is going very quickly i just want to mention the uh, book uh, right now uh, before we run out of time and uh, that's finding calm in the chaos of life uh, Naomi, can I ask you to just uh, give a brief uh, uh, synopsis on uh, yeah, on that sure. uh, it's book? It's by Julian Melgosa, and um, it's about if you aim for a joyful, balanced life and wish to have total health, even in the um, imperfection of this world, follow Jesus is the suggestion. Remain in me and I will remain in you. And um, it's a wonderful book that will actually help you draw closer to, to Jesus. And um, you can actually get it today by actually texting in to us at 048880811. And the code today is SA201. So that's SA201 with no spaces. So if you do that, our friendly robot will post it out to you or... Well, uh, we'll find ways to get to the people in the in the most. Uh, um, or we we'll uh, might bring it. Emily and I will bring it to your house if <laughs> you're here in idea. South Australia. That's a good we idea. We'll come and visit you. Well, thank you for that, uh, Naomi, for mentioning. My dear friend, don't hesitate to send a message uh, with that code, SA201. SA stands for South, South Australia and 201. That's the code for today. Tracy. Time, as I said, it's going out, but in just in two, three minutes, maybe. Um, how would you bring this together? And and just let us with that hope that uh, even though we may think that God is uh, not here, is you know, somewhere too busy with his things and we have to just suffer it. What would you say? I, I think I would like to leave the listeners with the idea and the good news that God hasn't just left us in our sin 
and mess with no help, he has given his believers, the church, the commission to be his hands and feet, to feed the hungry, to clothe the poor, to comfort the suffering. And the desire to help those who need our support springs from our relationship with God. If we ask the Holy Spirit to transform us, he will put that desire in our hearts. Um, I think of Isaiah 58.10, which says, If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. But I also wanted to quickly um, talk about what we see in Matthew 25.31-46, which is is where we see um, uh, the text that talks about when uh, Jesus returns and it talks about he'll come in glory with all his angels and he will the nations will gather before him and he'll separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Um, it says he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did you, we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So... We see there that Christ, uh, Christ, um, so much empathizes with us and our sufferings that he feels it himself. It's like things are being done to him when we are actually helping people. And I really believe that that's one of the uh, keys that he has, that he has left for this world, knowing that it's a world of sin. Knowing that we would have trouble in this world, he has asked and he has through his Holy Spirit is transforming people to have a desire to want to be able to um, alleviate the difficulties of, of other people. And that's his way of helping us to deal with it until everything comes to maturity and he returns and evil is dealt with accordingly. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Tracy. Uh, David, Naomi, and Emily, any any thoughts in regard to what uh, Tracy was sharing with us uh, today? It's a, it's a very provocative question, but I wonder if you have any anything to say just before we closing. Well, just that um, yeah, we need to draw close to God because that's He loves us, and unfortunately, um, evil in the in the form of Lucifer or the devil has gotten between us and God. God hasn't moved; He's always beside us. Mm-hmm. But we have idols or things that we get in, that c- comes between God and us. God doesn't move, but we have something that covers His face, so we we don't have Him. Uh, we can't look into His face. So we need to remove those things, and we've all got them. They're things that are idols that we replace. What we sh- time we should spend with God. So draw Thank close you. to God, especially in the mornings with prayer Great. and the Wonderful. Bible. Uh, not all suffering uh, is beneficial and sometimes mm. suffering happens because things just have gone wrong in the sinful world but God does allow some suffering at least 
especially for believers, to strengthen us yes. and to improve our character. Mm. The whole of the book of Job is really exploring that matter. Mm. Yes. Job begins by being so self-righteous and he ends up by realizing, well, who am I to even question God? Mm. Uh, so he was, uh, he was uh, really wonderfully uh, humbled. Uh, and, of course, God exalts those who are humble, so he ended up being exalted once again. And, and God will never give us more than we can actually tolerate. True, true. true. David, uh, can I ask you to maybe say a short prayer? Yes, yes. Father, we do pray for uh, our fallen world, that mm. your Holy Spirit will preside and draw all men and women and children to yourself. And we pray for listeners, some of whom may be suffering even as we speak. Mm. Comfort them, we pray. Help them to put their hope and trust in you because ultimately you will win and indeed you've already won because Jesus has triumphed over death, he's conquered death and so we have a very bright future. With those thoughts in mind, I commend you, each one of our listeners now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, David. Thank, Thank you, everyone, for your participation you. today. It was wonderful. Looking forward for next time. But my dear friend, um, we are going to talk about uh, in the next program, is faith more than a crutch for the week? And the, next, the first question, uh, what is faith? What does it mean to walk by faith? Until then, may God richly bless you and have a wonderful walk in the footsteps of Jesus. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Yes. Mm-hmm.